Welcome to our Together on Mission podcast, where we seek to be with and like Jesus. Your host is Travis Twineman, the lead pastor at the Inland Vineyard Church in Corona, California. In this season of the podcast, we're going to begin each day in a gospel passage. Whether it's something Jesus said or something Jesus did, it's always something about Jesus. As we begin a conversation with Jesus that will begin in the morning and then last throughout the day, as we discover yet again how wonderfully irresistible Jesus of Nazareth actually is. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Together on Mission podcast. This is Travis. Happy Thursday morning. And we are going to look at the last few words, last few verses, last few ideas that Luke gives us at the end of this incredible biography about Jesus. And of course, it's not really an end. It is a new beginning because Luke is talking about the resurrection of Jesus of Nazareth. And so the title of the podcast this morning is Herald, an announcer, a proclaimer, one that cannot but speak about what one has seen and heard, one that is sent out, one that is commissioned to announce, to herald, to proclaim. So that's the title of the podcast this morning, Heralds. And before we get into Luke chapter 24, just a quick reminder of where Luke began his story. And it's been a while, been 10 or 12 weeks since we were in the beginning of the Gospel of Luke. But if you remember, Luke sets his story within the context of first century history. So Herod is king and Caesar is Lord. So everyone thought. And then in Luke chapter 2, right under the nose of Herod, right, king of Judea, right under the nose of Caesar, the ruler, the Lord of the world, Luke has the angels announcing the gospel. The, in Greek, euangelion, which means announcement. And this euangelion was a Greco-Roman word. It was a Greco-Roman term. It meant good news. It meant good tidings. And in the early part of the first century, what was the content of the Greco-Roman concept euangelion? It was that Caesar is the savior of the world. That Caesar is the savior of Rome and therefore the savior of the world. That Caesar is the bringer of peace, the Pax Romana. Glory to Caesar. Maybe you'll recognize this language. Glory to Caesar in the highest and peace to those on whom his, Caesar's, favor rests. And Luke has a host of angels announcing this content, these tidings, this news, this euangelion concerning this baby that is born in Bethlehem. And this is a very subversive and dangerous and even seditious, unbelievable, incredible message. But Luke's biography is saying it is true. It is certainly true. And then Luke goes on to tell the story, as you know, of the true savior, not Caesar, the true bringer of peace, not Caesar, the one that truly reveals the glory of God, the true king, not Herod, the true Lord of the world, not Caesar. And as we're reading the story, as we've done these last 10 or 12 weeks, it looks like the, the powers have won. Looks like the enemy won, that, that Herod won, that Caesar won, as Jesus is hung on that Roman cross because that's where failed messiahs go to die, to lose 
not to win. But then in Luke chapter 24, we find God acts and he, and he raises his son Jesus from the dead, bodily resurrection. And Jesus is declared to be the true Messiah, the true king, not Herod. And the true Kurios, the true Lord of the world, not Caesar. And so we pick things up, the last few verses in the Gospel of Luke, in Luke chapter 24, verse 44. He said to them, this is what I told you while I was still with you. Jesus says, everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. And then Jesus opens their minds to understand the scriptures. He told them, this is what was written, the Messiah, the King, will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached, proclaimed in his name to all the nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And then Jesus looks at his disciples. You are my witnesses, my heralds of these things. And I'm going to send you what the Father promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. When Jesus had said this to them, he led them to the vicinity of Bethany. He lifted up his hands and he blessed them. And as he was blessing them, he was taken up. That's the word ascension. Taken up into the heavens. And they worshiped him and they returned to Jerusalem, and there Luke concludes his story. Now, let's work backwards. Verse 51, that word ascension, which is translated taken up, is also a Greco-Roman term. It's a Greco-Roman word, and in that context, the ascension was not Caesar going somewhere far away, remote, removed. It was Caesar ascending to his throne after he had won the decisive battle against the enemy and secured peace for the empire. Ascension was what a Caesar would appropriately do after a decisive battle to sit on his throne and exert his authority over the world that he had just secured. And... Luke is using that language, applying it to Jesus, calling the cross the decisive battle, the battle that has changed the world, the battle that was fought and won, and therefore there is true peace. And the ascension, according to Luke, is Jesus, the world's true Lord, ascending to the right hand of the Father and beginning to exert his wise and loving stewardship over the world that he created and is now redeeming. Caesar is not the one that ascends to the helm of the world. It is Jesus, the resurrected Jesus. And as we back up just a bit further, verse 48, Jesus looks at his disciples and he says, you are my witnesses. You are my heralds. You are the ones that must announce this message. Witnesses, heralds also a first century idea because as soon as Caesar ascended to his throne, he would send on horseback representatives, ambassadors, announcers, and they would literally go to every town and village within the empire and even towns and villages that are on the outskirts of the empire and they would announce this news, these 
tidings that the battle has been won, that there is a new Caesar in town, and that that Caesar has ascended to his throne. And so Luke has the disciples there, these somewhat bewildered, mostly uneducated, kind of a motley crew. And Jesus says, you're my heralds. You're my witnesses. You're the ones that are to go out and, and then in verse 47, preached in his name. That means to proclaim the euangelion, the good news. Not that Caesar has ascended to the throne. Not that Caesar has brought peace. Not bow your knee to Caesar. Not proclaim allegiance to Caesar. But Jesus has ascended to the throne. The battle has been won. Peace is available. Bow your knee to Jesus. Proclaim allegiance to Jesus. Jesus of Nazareth, the world's true Messiah, King, not Herod, the world's true Lord, not Caesar. <laughs> and so it's just so, it's so big, it's so good, it's so, and Luke is saying that we are called to be heralds, witnesses. We're to, we're to fall into a much larger story Right? The consummation of Luke's gospel is summons into this grand narrative. And this book you know, can't be set aside because it calls to us. It calls us to enter into the story, to recognize that the death and the resurrection of Jesus must, must take center stage. That we must preach the gospel of Jesus wherever we go. And if necessary, we can even use words. We're summoned to pledge allegiance to the true Lord of the world and exert his lordship through compassionate and saving love. And it's so clear, and this is what I just want to enjoy with us this morning, it's so clear that, that God is commissioning us as his heralds so that he can communicate his saving love in and through those that are willing to preach, to witness as he is not only with us by the power of the Spirit, but as he is appropriately seated at the right hand of the Father, exerting his wise and loving kingship over the world that he has redeemed. And so we're called this morning as we end this incredible book to be this worshiping, resurrected people with eyes open and hearts burning as we seek to understand the scriptures, right? The Jesus people, the Jubilee people. So let's just sit back this morning, maybe have Luke's gospel, maybe particularly Luke chapter 24 open in front of us and let's just relax, enjoy the presence of Jesus. Let's think about this summons Let's think about ascension, about herald, about preaching, about the euangelion, about the story that Luke has told. And let's just ask that the Spirit of God would allow it to just wreck our lives, to tear our lives down so that our lives can be built up around the centrality of the crucified and resurrected Jesus that is now ruling and reigning as the Lord of the world. And that, my friends, will change everything. And we'll talk on Monday. Thanks for listening to the Together on Mission podcast. We hope you were blessed and encouraged by it today. If you had any questions about the Inland Vineyard Church, our ministries, or our Sunday services, feel free to connect with us on social media platforms like Facebook and Instagram, or check out our website at inlandvineyard.org.